What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba, 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 ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor, man. Oh, and good. And I thought you were also going to say like a uh, good old air conditioned weather. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh the it's back. Uh, the twenty one degree weather is back in Singapore. Yeah, it's back. It's back, and I love it. Uh, I mean, we're recording this on the morning of Wednesday, first March. So mm. probably you, every you, and everyone else listening also experienced a a wet day yesterday where it rained through mm. the night. It was yeah. insane, man. I can't remember the last time it rained this long. Was it at the start of the year? I don't even remember anymore. I yeah, I don't even remember. But uh, yeah, it was quite. Felt stranger that the rain just kept going and going and even got heavier and everything. Yeah, man, it was nonstop. I mean, like, uh, yeah. it's it's nice, lah. Of course, it limits your mobility again. But yeah, uh, and I think the next few days are gonna be like that also. Oh, really? Like nonstop? Uh, apparently, lah. I saw some people posting that. Okay, get wow. your get your wet boots ready because the next few days is gonna be rainy as well. Because it's part of a monsoon, lah. El Nino or anything? Uh, no, I think it's the northeast monsoon. Northeast a lot less sexy oh. of a name. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yes, <laughs> weather's, weather's great. It's so good that we're like, I think we're still like, uh, you know, like they don't want to get out of bed and get started and everything. Yeah, man. Yeah, we've got nothing else to talk about. We're down to that. Mm. Like, we're making small talk talking about the weather. It about is. Uh, weather. But, but it also, I mean, it also, I guess it reflects the, you know, the the kind of topics that we're, talking about today like right it's uh they're yeah. not they're not like gangbusters they're not gonna like change they're, they're not like big scandals or anything like that like the last the last podcast but uh today it's a bit more of a yeah existential discussion of what it means you know whether is it to be singaporean or to be ambassador of a sport or something like right yeah uh exactly in fact, I think mm. it has, like the last one, you know, the last scandal we spoke, and I say scandal in air quotes about the recycling of the shoes and all. Uh, mm. I mean, there have been clarifications, but even that, right, it felt like it was a very kind of like pointed, uh, specific area. I think the mm. discussion for the first topic, at least, it concerns Singapore, man, the future of our nation. Mm. The future of our nation. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a big yeah, one. yeah. But it's, it's a, it's a, discussion about the future of nation but a more, a more existential discussion I would say like it's not it's is not it? something that it's, it's not something that next week is or next next month is yeah. gonna like affect your life anyway la. it's existentialized in, yeah. exi- you know the meaning of existentialized like you question your identity kind of things but it's not like gangbusters gonna yes, change Terrence, I know, I know the, the meaning of existential yeah, thanks yeah, Terrence so, uh, thanks I, I for clarifying add some nuance to the discussion rather than just saying it's about Singapore so it's important you know yeah 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 but it but is yes. about Singapore and it is important. <laughs> so you yeah, can yeah, add some nuance. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like some depth. Like some depth. Yeah, yeah. Some I'm not depth. the type that goes to just, you know, the, the rage baity. And I don't need to oh, rage baity about it. Very <laughs> passive aggressive uh, today. Very passive aggressive uh, today, Terrence. The you won't come on the wrong the side rain. of the bed, is it, Terrence? Huh? It's the rain. Terrence? I haven't woken, I haven't woken up yet. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> you're accessing my subconscious as we speak. But anyway, yeah. yes. Yes, okay, cool. So before we jump into that, anything to plug? Um, uh, I think maybe it's just a good old, if you, if you think this podcast is good for you or helped you in any way, please tell us about it, you know, whether it's via leaving a review or telling a friend about it, you know, tell us how it's, how the podcast has been good for you. 
because I think for us also, we're, we're actually at the stage where we're trying to figure out exactly, you know, uh, what we're trying to do with the podcast in 2023, right? Mm. You know, I think 2022 was a very good year where we had a lot of, uh, uh, try a lot of different things. For example, like uh, co-hosts, new guest co-hosts, right? And uh, a bunch show. of other yeah. Yeah, live show, a bunch of different things. But I think now, yeah, Folklory. 2023, yeah. 2023 is the year we double down on, on, on what we're good at. And we really want to hear from people also what they what they want to see in the podcast in the coming year, right? Yeah. So so how can they do that? Like you can go on Reddit, you can DM us on the Yalabad Instagram, mm. Ministry of Funny Instagram. You can email us at contact at ministryoffunny.com. You can yeah. stalk us uh, if you see us uh, walking on the street. Um, mm. you can like uh send send us a note by pigeon. Um, mm. anyway, 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 that's possible. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, and I think also we're probably going to start putting feelers out to try and uh, you know, get some feedback as well about uh, who who exactly listens to this podcast as well, like, right? Mm. Who are you? Why you listen to us? And and what? Uh, you know, what are the things you like about the podcast and all that, right? Because I think yeah. that will help us also figure out. Uh, okay, what are we going to be doing this year with the podcast, right? So it's the the annual Yalabad census, lah. Is it mm, that's taking right, a page from right. the from the government? The yeah, census, yeah, yeah. Yalabad census. Yeah. Cool. 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 All right. Yes. Shall we jump Let's into the jump first right topic? In. Into the very important topic about the future of Singapore and <laughs> our existentialism. <laughs> yes. That's right. Yeah. Existential and crisis. It, it unfolded during the the. Um, uh, committee of Supply debate on 27th February. Um, I mean, it was the Committee of Supply debate, but it was a sitting of Parliament. La. Because at first I thought, mm. oh, are they mutually exclusive? Are they one and the same? But no, it was uh, part of the Committee of uh, Supply debate. And a lot of things were discussed. The entire video online is nine hours. Mm. Um, but there was a, a few things stood out, la, but one stood out more than, than others. Um, and there's been a lot of chatter online. And it is the proposal by... Opposition leader Pritam Singh uh, to include a test for of English proficiency for anyone who wants to become a citizen of Singapore. Mm. Um, and yeah, as in one of the many criterias. La. So the face-off was between Pritam and Josephine Teo. Um, mm. And I mean, the exchange was quite interesting. La. Uh, and we will get into it. Uh, but when you saw this, right, when you saw the title without diving deep, what came to mind, Terence? Uh, I'll admit, yeah, the the bias in my mind was that, oh yeah, Pritam Singh, you know, he's a smart guy. I think uh, must be an interesting proposal that he's putting forward, and uh, yeah, it, could, it sounds on it sounds logical, right? That like so many people speak English in Singapore, so yeah, shouldn't we uh, enforce some kind of parameters of what we want our citizens to be able to do to integrate into society here? by having them mm. speak uh, the common language. So yeah, I, I will admit that was the most immediate thought that came to my mind without uh, thinking further about it. And what about so you? So you were team you were team Pritam at the start? Uh? I was team uh, initially, yeah, I was, I was team, yeah, uh, team English, uh, team English, team English. Team test, English, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> team English. So I mean, I would also say that this is not a new thought um, I know people have discussed it in the past. I know it has become a bigger issue for certain countries. So I was like, hey, actually, that's a valid question. I would like to know the answer to it. And by the end, I was like, 
I still think that's a valid question. I don't think it was answered well. In fact, now I'm even more convinced that I want it. Mm, you're more convinced you want it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I, admittedly, I, to finish my thought, yeah, I actually went the other direction that I actually don't think is a great idea. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, so that's so, where I, I came to after like yeah, some thought and some reflection about it. Lah. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe I'll just go through what uh, exactly was the sequence of of events, lah. So sure. this came, I think, at the six hour plus mark, because like it's a nine mm. hour video. If you want to see the whole uh, um, discussion, because there is an excerpt online about this specific question, but I wanted to see what was discussed before and after, lah. But mm-hmm. um, basically, um. It was, uh, like he he started off by talking about you know, um, the goals of Singapore, uh, mm. the the our low fertility rate, that new citizens will be a critical pillar for the future of Singapore, like, which I think everyone kind of understands as difficult mm. a pill that might be to swallow, um, and he then went down the line of like okay, uh, talking about what sort of citizens we want. Um, what sort of citizens do we want to uh, um, have be part of our country? And then he brought an example of like uh, Switzerland, where mm. there is a very specific selection process for new citizens. Uh, mm. Apparently, the applicants need to show deep commitment to the country, uh, prove to be successfully integrated, and know the Swiss customs and ways. Um, mm. That they must live in Switzerland for 10 years and hold a PR to be uh, naturalized. And also, mm. there's a personal interview where they talk about topics like Swiss geography, history, politics, and society. And and then mm. he asks if we have similar requirements. Like, and then he brought up specifically the the proficiency of English, given that um, I think the number of English speakers in Singapore in general has increased over the past 10 years. And as a tool for better integration, better naturalization, is it part of the process? And then Joe Tio came up mm. um, saying that, okay, I'm not so sure whether he's advocating for it or it's just a question. He came, Pritam came back on and said he is advocating for it and then Jyotio responded um, and mm. very against it. And yeah. she, it was tied to another question that Pritam asked about the details of PR, people who are given citizenship. Uh, how come mm. that is only released in 10-year intervals by the ICA? Why can't it be released um, on a more regular basis? And Jyotio's responses, first of all, was that releasing the data could could indicate like or could miscommunicate supposed uh, preferences that we have for certain countries or certain nationalities and then she also mm. pushed back against the recommendation that there should be an English test because she said um, that the spouses of people who maybe uh, come from other countries will be impacted uh, because they might not have grown up speaking English so to hold mm. them accountable to speak English not fair uh, the second thing was um, that um she when she walks the ground, she meets a lot of people who don't speak a word of English and mm. they mm. are not any less naturalized than other people. And mm. there was a third point which was uh, what was the third point? Um yes, there was a there was a third point which let me let me let me pull it up, but but that was the overall arch uh arcing uh, overarching sequence of arguments. Mm. Okay, over to you, Terence. I think the one thing probably that is also worth noting is that mm. Josephine Teo uh, answered Pritam with, uh, I'm very surprised or very shocked by by that suggestion uh, that he made about, this, about the language test. Yeah, uh, yeah. So if you, yeah, if you watch the exchange on uh, in Parliament on YouTube, you'll see there's the, definitely the element of uh, 
of uh, performance uh, in in displaying the shock and surprise. It's almost like I think it's, I, I feel like it's almost like Josephine Teo felt like uh, like Pritam had was really opening up the the he, he opened the Pandora's box uh, that mm. would be you know uh, that, that she was very willing to dive into and 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 spar with him uh, in Parliament about uh, you know yeah yeah um, and I think I think it's it's quite. On the surface, it's quite clear why, la, like what she's saying about the fact that um, essentially, Mr. Pritam Singh, are you saying that people who can't speak English are not Singaporean, are not Singaporean enough? Because there's a lot of people who are live in Singapore now that you know don't speak English that well, la, right? Mm, so uh, mm. you you can there, there's almost a certain glee, if I if I may, la. there's almost almost a certain glee in the way she was like trying to confirm. Is that what you're saying? Mr. Pritam, like, can I can I confirm that that's why you're asking for a language test? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, she did bring up the third point, which I couldn't recall just now, is that most people who apply for citizenships in Singapore have already mm. been in Singapore for a while. So, it's yeah. uh, understandable that they would have a command of English. So, mm. the test is redundant. Yeah. 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 But I will I will echo the sentiment of Jyotio. I think she started off uh, with, like, uh, as for your second question, she did a bit, a big, you know, that kind of like, mm. what, do you, what do you call that sound mm. effect? The uh, tsk, yeah. Like you would write it as a tsk, right? Yeah. Where yeah. It's a, so yep. I won't deny that my sentiments at the end of that exchange was uh, in part also influenced by Jotio's response. La. How dismissive um, it felt, is it? Yeah. And mm. I mean, the answers, the answers, it just feels like... um. It's specific to the English thing. Um, mm. Okay, someone applying, uh, you can assume they speak English. Um, I don't think that's fully true. Uh, mm. They speak English proficiently. Then the other thing about walking the ground and um, a lot of people don't speak English and they're not any less uh, integrated. But th- but we're talking about new citizens. Mm. There are a lot of people who don't speak English who are first-generation Singaporeans. Uh, I mean, when my, my grandparents were alive, yeah, like, Today, I don't think they would still speak proficient English. Mm, but okay. uh, they've been in Singapore for so damn long already. So mm. I, I also felt like, huh, that's your closing argument. Mm. So it's just another instance where I feel, hey, your response needs to be a bit a bit uh, more substantial than that. Because otherwise, I, I my opinion is not changed. And in fact, mm. I feel like, no, I want a test. I want a damn test. Yeah, so why, so, can you exp- uh, give a bit more detail? Why are you on the pretempting bandwagon Ah, okay. See, you did a Jyotio there. You did a Jyotio there. You laced it with a bit of with a bit of cynicism. And I could tell the tone in your voice. So fuck you, Terence. Uh, riding on the bandwagon, the the blue bandwagon that that, that all the liberal lefties are all sitting on, like, the, right? The woke. Uh, no, yeah. you must take the the you must adopt the theatrics that politicians seem to take in Parliament. Mm. You 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 must say, um, Terence. Um, I was just uh, merely clarifying that um the thing you said earlier is something that um, um, I don't think is the most feasible. So so I would appreciate it if you could explain. That's the way you need to talk. Mm. That's the way they talk in, in, in Parliament, you know. So, mm-hmm. so I don't appreciate your tone, but I'll answer mm. nonetheless. I think it's because, I mean, okay, so, so we, are, we are at a Singapore. The more I read about Singapore's state of affairs, the fertility rate, the, mm. the, the rising cost, I feel like, oh shit, Singapore, the future is going to be tough. Like, it's going to be tough. Mm. And we are going to mm. need a lot of people to come in and work. Right, we are going to need yes. a lot of foreign talent, and I think 
if there is already a lot of supply for people wanting to come to Singapore, it's not say we have a shortage, lah, right? So, mm. so why why not do things that I mean I would assume would help with the integration process if more people speak the common language, lah? Because every, I'm sure a lot of people listening here have also had the 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 experience where um. I mean, okay, so I also wouldn't go down the path of, oh, I've met people in Singapore who don't speak English, you know, blah, blah, because those are not citizens, la, right? Mm-hmm. You, you come here on a work permit, um, you come here on a work visa, on an S-pass. I don't think that falls in this, but I think if you want to become a citizen, um, why not have this criteria? Um, and, and then at least there's something that everyone speaks and there's no barrier. La. And maybe it's just because we don't have any info to to convince us, oh, that this is not an issue. Most people who are citizens do speak English. It just feels like, ah, mm. uh, my my layman brain is like, that makes sense. I would like people mm. to come to Singapore, become citizens, to actually speak English. What's wrong with that? Because mm. there won't be a shortage of people who will want to apply. Mm. So when, I mean, you know, for example, Malay is our official national language, right? Our national yeah. anthem is in Malay as well. Yeah. So why didn't we make a requirement for Singapore citizens to be able to to speak the national language and understand fully what the national anthem is? Because it's the national language, but is it the most widely spoken language? No. Uh, so widely spoken me, language. National... Yeah, but widely spoken yeah. language in where you talking about the world or or, or Singapore or what like, right? Yeah, I think in Singapore lah. Uh, okay, in Singapore. Uh, but yeah. th- so those things, those things also can change, that, right? Like the percentage yeah. can move up and down. We're talking about ten years ago. I think it was like thirty, thirty over percent of Singaporeans who mainly yeah. spoke English at home. It has increased yeah. to close to fifty percent, right? Yeah. Um, but you know those things. It, it shows that you that those things also shift, um, with time, lah, right? In very short periods, ten, twenty years. Mm. Uh, mm. And a lot of it also can you can say that it's the the language of commerce that, right around the world. Mm. Like English mm. has become the language of commerce because of the the British Empire and, and America America's pop culture influence and all. So, yeah. what well, if if next time if at some point the you know language again shifts and the use of English shifts to something else because there's another global superpower, say China. You know that 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 becomes uh that becomes larger and more powerful and and has greater pop culture influence. Then what do we after that change? Uh, if those demographics change, then should we revise the test to become like okay? Only if you speak Mandarin well enough, then you become Singaporean. No, I think for me it's less about the the global uh, superpower and what language they speak. It's just mm. because in Singapore you grow up, English is the first language, right? We may have come, uh, our origins may not have had English as the first language. Malay is a national language. But if you look at schools, English is always the first language, right? Uh, there's a common thing that we always hear, you know, speak good English. Uh, so, mm. so I think... I uh, think yeah, that's a that, government, it's a government prop campaign, la, right? That was correct, correct. essentially so, to so, internationalize Singapore to a level where we can, we can uh, you know, we can do trade with foreigners and, and the global powers yeah, and all. La. Exactly. So maybe, maybe it's the, the disconnect. Because mm, you grow mm. up, you think, okay, we are all going to have to speak English. English is the priority. Uh, you know, speak the English. We want to be a global country. But then when it comes to this, then you're like, hey, okay, for people coming in, you don't speak English, we don't give a fuck. 
So maybe it's mm. the it's that like, like hey, can you all be consistent or not? Like mm. um if if the language changes and we our uh national language changes, I think as long as it's consistent, right, then it feels easier to of course it'd be hard la, like suddenly mm. you just change the language to Sindhi or something, and I also kinda fuck. Then I don't speak Sindhi, mm. then Sindhi is the national language, I'll be even double whammy. La. Yeah, but that's a, yeah, so our national language, not even, it's not, that's not even a conversation, you know, our national language, official national language, uh, Malay, and the fact mm. where we're situated in the, you know, the countries around us and then our neighboring, biggest neighboring country and all that. Not, you know, very few of us mm. actually can speak Malay, uh, at all, uh, you know, don't even say yeah. sing a national anthem properly, but even speaking some basic words and all. I, I think you learn Malay, so you're, yeah. you're, you're in the minority, but, but the, the truth is the bulk of us don't, Actually, even speak on national language, right? So that that's my thing is like you you want it to be consistent, but then it shifts. The the things that this shifts according to according to 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 time, like the the kinds of um you know what's going on around the world and all that. So if there's anything that's really official, it's our national language is officially Malay and all that. The only thing that what to me can change over time as well, is the language of instruction, the language of commerce and all these things. So I'm wondering why why the, you know, having to stick to English, is, is that part of a, a, you know, a colonial hangover that we're having that if you speak English, then you are Singaporean. Uh, so, and so, I say okay, that only think, because there's that whole, yeah. there's that whole thing about, you know, you see a lot of uh, tourists, like, you know, those Americans who travel to like Japan or Korea and then they're, going around shouting at people, speak English as if they're supposed to, like just because they speak English and it's uh, it's widely used around the world that everyone else integrate to, to has to integrate into their culture and has to speak English like them, like, you know, as opposed to so, carving out your own identity and, and being very clear about, okay, this is, you know, for example, even Singlish is not, it's broken English, right? It's broken English. It's not mm. Singlish. It's not uh, uh, correct. It's a, it's a grammatically erroneous form of English, like. Uh, and so to me, like when the moment you start saying that only if you speak English and the proper English where you score A1 or GC, GC O levels, then you're considered Singaporean. That to me is like, uh, there's a certain elitism or post-colonial hangover. Tone no, but then, it, but then you are extrapolating my words. I did not say you need to score A1 or, 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 or get a distinction. And when you use words mm. like colonial hangover, that's annoying like, because then you're being a Jotio. You're just, you're just uh, painting this bucket. Um and and all you've been doing so far is poke holes in my argument. Can you tell me why mm. you think that what what was your thought process um of of not wanting the this to be part of the naturalization process? Uh, I mean, my thought process is that um yeah, I, English ultimately is a language of of commerce and and we we used it as a a common a common language between all the different uh, races, especially. When mm. Singapore was first founded and all that, right? Only, yeah. Only what sixty years ago or something like that, right? So, um, it, it's at that point not very very few people spoke English, lah. And there was a huge, um, push to you know for Singaporeans to speak English in order to, you know, allow ourselves to be able to to work for British, work work with Americans and all these things. So. It was a very big part of our colonial past, la, that, that you have to mm. admit, la, the elites, the, the people who spoke English and studied English were off the elite schools. But then there was also a drive to really um, suppress uh, other languages. La. For example, 
I mean, in, in, in for Chinese people, remember how dialects were deliberately suppressed uh, in the past, you know? Mm. Dialects, mm. like mm. literally, you were not allowed to to have dialect uh, radio stations or di- dialect TV programs or dialect uh, anything. Like, and and you look, I mean, <laughs> myself included, I'm an example. I can't speak, I can't speak my dialect. You know, I I had a dis a very big disconnect with my grandmother, for example, because because of uh, I wasn't able to speak dialect lah. And of course, you could point it out. Oh, because you were lazy, you didn't want to learn. But the truth is, in in school, yeah, I was taught speak English. English is good. English is useful. English is the best. Everything. Or then mm. this, then the next case was oh, speak Mandarin. Mandarin is useful because you know China grow, growing superpower all that. But then the one language that I could use to connect to my rel- my own relatives and my own grandmother and the grandparents and all was something that was like frowned upon like, and the and the image of it was was like, oh, it's not it's not good to speak a dialect, like, you know? So mm. as a child, you know, obviously I wouldn't be thinking like I am now where I like, oh okay, maybe it's important to be in touch with my roots and all that. Like. So so obviously I, I had I admit I had I had a very snob, uh, snobbish view about languages as well. And I was mm. like, oh yeah, you know, only if you speak if I speak really good English then then it, it uh then I will be seen as like smart and, and and everything lah, which is that's why I, I worry when people start saying things like if you don't speak a certain language, you're not, uh, uh, you're not Singaporean enough because that to me is like then then what is you know like what is the I, I thought it's more about embracing the the spirit of what Singapore is and and wanting to contribute and wanting to to play a part uh, to be part of the of the country's growth and success lah, right? So it's not so much about where you are now, but about how you can how you can be part of the future of Singapore, la. So yeah. it, 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 everything to me when it when it when it, say, it comes down to a test of your English and all, it just feels something about it that makes me feel very unsettled. Like a like I said, la, uh, And I, I don't I, I I don't think I, I'm mischaracterizing, but there is because even I myself have felt that before, right? A bit of a post colonial hangover, like oh, it's cooler. It's more important that we speak good English and all these things. And I, I, I'm just, I'm just very wary when people start to, to, uh, put in these kind of markers of what it means to be Singaporean like that, lor. No, but then, but then I think you are, you are, you are comparing what it means to be Singaporean to speaking English. At no point have I ever said, and I still don't believe that just because you speak English, you are Singaporean. I do believe Singaporean mm. is a spirit. Uh, I do believe it is a culture. But all I'm saying is, it is a, a one of many tests. There are so many criterias. Like if you look at the form to become a Singapore citizen, right? You mm. have to give uh, info on your bio data, your family, your other marriages and biological children, your education, your travel, your parents mm. and siblings. And there's so much info. So this is just another aspect to to gauge um, um, uh, your English proficiency. La. So I'm by no means saying it's a binary thing. Well, you speak English means you're Singaporean and fuck. So, so uh, I don't, uh, that's totally not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's a, it's a test. And even, when I looked at how other countries do it, I mean, um, but, I know the but, US, it, but but we already have this criteria in place. The other criteria yeah. you're talking about. So Pritam is, yeah. I think Pritam is talking about adding on this criteria of yeah, correct. English proficiency. Adding on as a Tesla, yeah. So we already have that. that, that so the English already, proficiency yeah, so is that to be kinda, added. Yeah. So doesn't that? I mean, we're not we're not characterizing it as a you must you must only you must pass this test and all that, right? But Adding that test to me, the the worrying part is is that it's saying that the one priority, one one big part of being Singaporean is you must be English, right? 
That, that's what I'm saying now is that uh, when you make that change, aren't you essentially saying that? You're part of... Uh, I mean, wait, your question was whether it's part of being Singaporean. No, because I'm not saying that. I'm not... I'm not I know we are not talking about only if you take English test, then you become Singaporean, right? Then you can be Singaporean. But yeah. I, I feel that adding this English test essentially already is saying that you talking, speaking English is part of being Singaporean. And that's what I have a bone to pick with. Uh. So, you know, that's why I'm saying that the, the, whatever, whatever we're discussing here, we're not saying, we're not saying that you must pass your English test, then you are Singaporean. But I'm saying mm. that why are we putting this priority on saying that only if you speak English, then you, then you, then you can, uh, there, there's, there's such a big deal about being a Singaporean. Lah. And that's what I'm trying to but argue against. Like, why, why does that have to be even one of the tests? Lah? But that's also can be said to the other criteria that you're, that they're asking for, right? The education, employment, travel, family. And it's not say binary, right? It's not say you speak English, you don't speak English. It is just one of the evaluation criteria. And you can set um, uh, uh, requirements for how proficient you must be, lah. Right, there's there's conversational English, there's there's different levels of English. Because the same could be said, like why does uh your other marriage uh why is it a criteria? Why 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 does your previous marriages uh um uh why 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 is it uh, why does it determine whether or not you're Singaporean enough? So I'm I'm not saying it's like well you must be English if not you're not Singaporean. It's a criteria. And yeah, but, but, you look okay, at the way not, other, not, so, no, let me finish. But, let me finish. Let me finish. But yeah, so, but there's, like, I feel you, there's a lot of what about thism, Like if you're talking about the other criteria, because there's those are very big things to go into. But the why I want no, to just really my, figure uh, out. Let me finish. Let me finish. Just talk about the language. Just talk about language okay. and not the other things. Uh. So yeah. so no, even the language. What I was about to say is that it's not say a binary thing. You speak or you don't speak. Just looking at the other countries. I think there was one I pulled up for um, the US. Uh, it's English is uh, a requirement that is tested during the interview, um, and and uh, uh, the it is mainly to during the interview where it's judged like, But even then, there are criteria that excludes you from taking the English test. If you've been in in the US for at least twenty years and are over fifty, you don't need to take the test. If you're over fifty five years and you've been in the US for fifteen years, you don't need to take the test. And I know the US is not the best mm. example for immigration policy, mm. but I'm just saying that the English thing, there can still be waivers. But why mm. is it that the moment we include it, it is saying, if you don't speak Singapore English, you are Singaporean. So that's where I, I just wanted to complete my point there. Mm. That is just another criteria. Yeah, but, but I think you're, you're, it's good that you pointed out that the US isn't exactly the best yeah, parameter it's not, for what's a not, good immigration not. policy. Uh, but but again, Sweden, then, Switzerland, they also have similar measures la. similar but but you know the, the the my problem is that the word i mean we say that oh it's, there's no there's no it's not a binary thing but a test will be a binary measure right there's a score assigned there is a passing grade there's there's all these things then if you you're going to say that oh there will <laughs> you if do, you're going to say that oh we'll look on it on a case by case basis if you are if you got 51 points or 49 points whether you pass and then then what's the point of having a test if it becomes another no, case? No, a test by case is not basis, binary. Uh, if there's if there's more than a pass fail, but then it's no longer binary. Uh. binary okay, is but just there must two, be uh. a there must be a a passing grade, lah, right? There is. I mean, that's literally what a test is about. Is there's a passing grade and there's a non-passing grade, lah? Not right? necessarily, uh. Wait, so you're saying that if uh, IPPT IPPT test, for example, is there's there's yes, there's grades from A to F, but there is there's if you get F, you are the 
you you'll be equally considered for uh, as uh, you no, know but, for uh, officership rank as an A grade the, or something. But the no, passing grade, the passing grade, the passing grade is not right down the middle, right? For IPPT, what okay, passing yeah, grade yeah, is fine, D, fine. right? But there is a passing and yeah. a fail grade, like, right? That's what I'm saying. That's what a test literally is, right? It adds a it assigns a score to somebody, and then there's a mm. passing grade, there's a failing grade, like. So so yeah. that's what um I I feel a bit a bit uh I mean it's either we put put in a test and then there is a very clear passing grade or non passing grade, or then it's a case by case basis. I'm, I'm I'm trying to understand like how do we find it in between? Okay, that's one point about about grades. But the other thing is, um, again Singapore, yeah lah, Singapore. You know maybe we are demographically a very different um country from other places like the US or, or even um Switzerland and even Switzerland for example Switzerland speaks multiple languages so I don't think it's just I'm not sure I don't think it's just in particular one language that they must be proficient in to to integrate with uh, the country right because I think in different mm. parts of Switzerland they speak different languages whether it's French or German or, or Swiss but uh yeah same in Singapore also like, you know we have people speaking multiple languages and people from different backgrounds so to suddenly say that English is the language that we need to use to to, te- uh, to test everyone, um, that to me feels like uh, it, it's kind of it's kind of taking away from what we're trying to to build as a multicultural society as well. But multicultural is not multilingual. We're not building a multilingual. I mean, to huh? a certain extent, what? yes. What? No, so you don't like, want a multilingual no. country. What? No, multilingual Sorry, is fine. Can you fine. just confirm <laughs> to the house that you just said you don't want Singapore to be a multilingual no. society? No, no, no. No, there's multilingual, but there is still a language that, that is the... There is a hierarchy of languages in Singapore. La. Okay, let's mm. not deny it. Right? There is a hierarchy. So, but even a hi- then, wait, wait, the, can you confirm what is the There's hierarchy a hierarchy of... I mean, English, you look at school, which is considered first language. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. Uh, the the okay. So I mean, you're saying more people, more people use English, more people use English than other languages, lah. Not say a hierarchy where one language is better than the other, lah. Yeah, la, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to dig you. I'm trying to not take away the shovel. I'm trying to ah, take away the shovel. Freudian so you slip. You just said you're trying to dig me. <laughs> you're trying to dig me. You're trying try to get no, personal. You you have dug yourself into that <laughs> hole of hierarchy of languages. I'm like, no, no, no. It's there not hierarchy. It's not hierarchy. There is what then a ranking. What, 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 there's not a ranking, ranking there's yeah. a hierarchy I mean there are more then, people speak a certain language like, but it's not a hierarchy it's not there's no like this one is better than the other but there's literally first language and second language <laughs> so uh, yeah yeah but that doesn't, doesn't mean that one is better than the other like, right it's just yeah, it's yeah, more it commonly it's spoken yeah 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 so I'm trying to say it's not a hierarchy per se like, right it, it's just one it's a more commonly used language like English for sure yeah, okay, more commonly. Yeah, okay, okay fine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. but the thing is like what so so let's say if the level is uh, just a basic English proficiency, is it an issue for you that people who want to apply for citizenship may need to learn it? Is it an issue for me that they need to learn a yeah. certain Like what what your language? your apprehension like like your your I'm I'm not saying that people oh if you don't speak that means you cannot become a citizen. You can always just learn la. What like you just learn basic if you want to come to Singapore when there's such a over supply of people who want to come to Singapore. What's wrong with put, putting in a bit of like, okay, if you can speak English, it'll, it'll increase your chances, lah. Uh, yeah. So that's my thing, lah. That to make it an official test, I think that's the main thing I have an issue with. Where hmm. if someone can speak another language that is used here, maybe not as common, uh, say Malay or Chinese, hmm. should they be seen as any less desirable as a citizen? 
just because they, they can't speak conversational English. Lah. You know, let's say someone, okay, this is completely hypothetical and probably outrageous example, but someone's a PhD in Malay language or even Chinese language or what. But mm. because his English not good enough, we cannot we cannot consider him for citizenship, right? And what about the other? The other and, and if it's the point of bringing him in is to maybe help our education system and to to bring up the level of of uh, language studies in Singapore in those in those uh, minority languages, doesn't mean we consider him less because he doesn't speak that conversational English. You know, so so my my thing is. Of course, I understand there has to be nuance to it, but that's where it becomes, it has to become a more of a case by case basis. Lah. And, and that's why, like, putting an English test to it, I feel like has a, has this very strange connotation of, like, um, saying that, oh, if you sp- speak English any less, you are less Singaporean, you know? And then that, 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 that to me just feels, it's just fundamentally, something about it just feels fundamentally wrong. Lah. But, but just to give another hypothetical situation, there are a number of people and a few of whom I know personally as well who have been mm. in Singapore for the longest time. PRs, mm. they mm. seem to fulfill all the criteria, but they mm. still get their citizenship rejected over and over again. So mm. even the current system is not perfect. There are already issues mm. with it where are these people not Singaporean enough? So 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 on the this is the flip side, right? Like on on uh so then deciding who is Singaporean enough, who deserves citizenship is never gonna be a uh, an easy thing like, and it's never going to be the perfect thing so all I'm saying is I think putting the English thing is still something after we talk through this I still am in support of it and I, it I might change the future yeah. yeah you're going to get yeah. angry because you're going to say I, I negate but, but that's my point is that let's not look at all those other things and talk about what about all those criteria I'm not saying that criteria is, is, is not important all the criteria are important I'm just saying yeah. why do we want to add on this this English speaking criteria like to me it it goes feels like it goes against the spirit of what you know integrating uh people into singapore society the fact that singapore's immigrant literally immigrant population where nobody spoke a word of a lot of a lot of early agreements not none of them spoke a word of english coming in and Mm. and you know but they still came still contributed they still did what they had to do and and yeah there's this whole thing about oh you must speak english then you are then you can contribute that's the kind of thinking that I feel like adding, putting an official test to it will will engender, and that's what I feel is is not a good a good signal. But then, literally, what you said, my dad came to Singapore when he was sixteen, didn't speak English, and he had to learn English because he he couldn't get mm, but by. Then, uh, would he, if there was a test for him at that point in time, would he have been let in or allowed into Singapore to become a citizen? No lah, but there was also when there wasn't a demand of people coming to Singapore, right? When when and and every country has their own different immigration policies and how they welcome foreigners depending on their own situation. Some countries give out golden visas if you can invest, but at certain points, if there are too many people coming in, you do need to put like okay, certain certain criteria. And now Singapore is in a position to do that. And and like what what um and and I think like what what did you say just now about the that's what like, I was asking. About, yeah, yeah no yeah. no so so the one thing you said about adding on this criteria it goes against uh what is singaporean but at some point the criteria it can change right so i don't mm. think it's i don't think also you are saying that it cannot change it's just this specific english test that you feel uh, uh it shouldn't la. but you're Correct. open to the criteria to what becomes uh, uh what gets you citizenship changing la, right uh, absolutely and i think it needs to be changed i think there's a lot of uh 
things that are not right about immigration policy and all. I'm just saying that adding this English thing, which has which is not there right now, right? There's no criteria mm-hmm. for spoken language. It's a very different step from say adjusting, like you know, like oh, you know, just because you invest money, like just because you're an investor, how easy it is for you to get get citizenship and all that, lah, right? I think those things can be tweaked, mm. but adding in this language criteria is a it's a whole other ball game that I feel is uh, needs to be looked at a bit more carefully, lah. I mean, yeah, you bring up your, your, your example, your dad, and precisely that's why I'm like, you know, does, is it necessarily, uh, does it mean that he's any less Singaporean because he, he couldn't speak, uh, he couldn't speak the language at first and all that, right? Or should we deny him a chance to be, be a Singaporean because he couldn't speak the English language? And that's where I'm, I'm coming from talking about that, lah. At the time when he came, he didn't know what the fuck it means to be Singaporean. So of course he wasn't Singaporean at that point in time. He came and then he mm-hmm. got integrated, lah. I'm saying yeah. now, when yeah. when there are people coming, even even then, like when people become a citizenship, I mean, assuming they have to have stayed in Singapore, uh, So, but that is also a very uh different time. Yeah, um, so I'm saying a, like, that the policies change. Yeah, yeah. when your dad came, and of course people will time, always be denied. Like yeah, the world spent, is not fair. Yeah. Right? Your dad yeah. came. He spent time in Singapore. He learned English. He integrated. Everyone yeah. loves him. You know, he's the he's the the friendliest guy in the, in the village or the kampung, whatever. Right, mm. but. Uh-huh. Because he couldn't pass a test in English, then he was denied citizenship. And, you know, he couldn't, you know, a lot of things were denied to him because of that. Then, it, was that, I mean, hypothetically, would would that feel fair to you? La? I mean, of course, it wouldn't feel fair. But, the, dude, every mm. day we are getting, there, there are so many things that don't feel fair. Right, okay. but, but you can't. Let's not talk no, about you the can't. You can't pick and choose because no, because you 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 use the what aboutism about this PhD who speaks a different language who doesn't get is that fair? So I'm just saying that no, but th- that there, is, there will I'm never be a policy about, that is fair. I'm speaking about this language thing, but you we keep going to yeah. all, everything else is unfair. So how why is this one no, thing but unfair? But I'm saying that this thing feels unfair, and that's why I'm trying to get to the bottom. The, the root of like why you think it's it's uh fair. I mean, yeah, we're just having a, a discussion here, and I'm trying yeah. to understand why like like how how you know if, if like like that your dad's example or that that doesn't yeah make the argument stronger that there should be a you know a a language test for citizens, right? Right. No, it was just that that um just now when you said that people came uh they we were a migrant thing and even if they couldn't speak English they got things done. I'm just saying that no, I think they needed to speak English to get things done. La. Really? You mean they weren't speaking Malay to each other or no, other, I mean, other my, languages as well? I mean, okay, this is a very anecdotal uh, story just based on my dad's experience. When he came, he couldn't speak to anyone. Like when he took his first exam in school, he just copied the answers in English because he couldn't say anything else and he couldn't speak to anyone. So his whole family had to learn um, um, English. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, the, the, the thing like... Um, like it, it's just one of those. Wait, uh, yeah. So okay, that was my response to the last thing you just said. Okay, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, we we are having the debate here, and 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 it was it's not gonna we're not gonna come to a direct yeah. answer. Uh, I I guess it's just if anything, I'm just noting that uh, I I I just find it dangerous when someone says that this language is because it is used by most people, therefore it's the most uh, important thing that or one of the important criteria that it means what it means to be a Singaporean because um, you know I've seen in, in my own experience in uh, families and and generations being uh, separated because of thoughts like that where oh this language is is 
not important. It's not part of what our identity about being Singaporean is, and therefore we should cur- we should purge it from our our national consciousness. And you know that that basically alienates a, a whole uh, group and generation of people as well. Uh. So that's where I'm coming from in terms of I don't feel it's a it's a very it's a wise move to go down that road where we say only if you speak this language then then you can pass the test to become a Singaporean. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, I think maybe what if, if they okay if they put out language and say here are the the four languages we use here Singapore uh, English Chinese Malay something if you demonstrate some some kind of proficiency in all these uh, in in any of these languages then you stand a higher chance of being uh, being considered for citizenship lah like that I think that mm. that's reasonable that's reasonable uh, mm. but then when you just say that it's just one language only like English because it's the most commonly lang- used language now then. Uh yeah, that that makes me makes me pause and think, hey, is that really what we want? Yeah, but like what you said just now about that example of seeing families being uh um uh what separated because they don't get you can say the same thing. There are people who are denied uh, citizenship from Singapore because of some unknown criteria. So so when you say I don't use my what if what about then you also don't use lah. You are using similar examples where it's just uh, uh, about a certain family that got hampered by this one hypothetical policy that we don't even know. Huh? So but, I'm language, saying, I'm talking, but the thing is, I'm talking about language. But the example you're talking about is, I don't know what criteria you're referring to, but I'm talking specifically about language. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that family yeah. is getting separated because of, of uh, separated or just like alienated because of language, this language criteria. Like what, uh, what example? Like, like how? Like, 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 like what I mentioned oh, earlier. Also, uh, no, no, no. Yeah. Dialects, dialects were shut out of Singapore society uh, officially, you know, whether it's radio stations or TV stations. It was very clear dialects were not, were not uh, viewed favorably. So a whole generation mm. of Singaporeans, including me, also were, were not taught dialect or even uh, exposed to dialect very much. Uh. And we you know mm. they were saying Chinese is the most important thing for you to learn. And so we only learn, we only learn Chinese and we can't, Learn dialects, ah, and I feel I felt mm. I I find that very dangerous, now When people, when uh, you know, essentially they cut off and just say, "Oh, this language is not useful for you," then you don't, uh, nobody learns it, lah. You know, and then a whole generation of people, uh, two generations of Chinese Singaporeans, they there's a chasm between them. Yeah, so, so yeah, what I mean, does everything that have to do every- with what does that? What does it have to do with like people applying to come to Singapore not being able to speak uh, English? No, putting down Yours this people marker. people were already in Singapore, right? Yours yeah, yeah. People were but, already in but, Singapore. Yeah, putting down marker saying that one language is the most important language to being Singaporean, you see. That's what I'm very, see, very no, worried I about. Would uh. say, no, so I, I would still say at the end of this, I think now we are in, um, there are a lot of things that we need to consider when admitting new citizens. And I don't think like saying that this is a marker that is, it is what it takes to be Singaporean. Will it help you? Will, will it will it help um um uh, you like integrate in Singapore more? Maybe we need more stats for that. Maybe 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 being able to speak English has no determinant on on how integrated you are and and how you measure that. Like, but I think the example you give of the Singaporeans having people in Singapore having something taken away from them versus people coming to Singapore or wanting to be part of Singapore is two very different things. Just like what Jotio said, she walks around and she sees people who don't speak English. And they're not less any less Singaporean. I totally agree, but mm. that is different from people who are not from Singapore coming to be Singaporean. Yeah, yeah, but but that's why I'm saying that in in putting this criteria in as being part of Singapore, clearly it's a marker that's saying that sing, English is an important part of being Singaporean, right? 
Mm-hmm. And that's where I think that trickles down to a lot of other things as well in, in thinking about language policy in, in the country as well. So, so mm. I, I think it cannot be... I, I want to talk about language in isolation from other immigration policy because I agree with you, immigration policy, there's a lot to be worked on. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that the, the mark, like placing English at the front and center of what it means to become a new Singapore citizen will definitely affect... Uh, Things about education policy and also about how what what language people choose to speak at home and things like that as well, lah. So maybe that's the core of our differences. Lah. To me, English is the main language in Singapore. Correct, correct. I don't disagree. That's main language, but maybe just not given the multi yeah. multicultural, multilingual sensitivities of our country and and everything that we know about, you know, the yeah. the how how these these languages are part of the culture and how they can die out if institutions you know, put down policy saying that, you know, say, for example, I mentioned Chinese is more important than speaking on the dialects. It can lead to a, a erosion of what, or, or all these like different cultural um, nuances that exist. La. So I, I don't, I, I, I mean, I'm, I don't disagree with you that English is important. It is mm. a language, it is a common. So what I disagree with is saying that a test is needed to decide whether, you know, you're, you're, you speak English good enough to be Singaporean. Mm, mm. Mm. Okay, so yeah. so I think <laughs> I think we've we got gone to yeah. impasse. <laughs> but we we would yeah we would love to hear people's views uh, oh, whether you're on nice. the Pritam bandwagon been... or the or, or the Josephine Teo the Josephine Teo uh, train train ride uh, yeah. <laughs> See again, again, those two words are uh, bandwagon train ride got a lot of different connotations. Terence, mm-hmm. you can join pi- uh, Parliament already, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Josephine, so, I, I always think, sleep in the other way. Josephine Teo bandwagon or the Pritam, the Pritam rocket ship. Uh, yeah. No, I think that was fun because I can't remember the last time where we disagreed so vehemently uh, mm. about one thing where we were just digging in. La. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so the one thing, do you, what do you think of Jyotio's response? If you say you thought that was a very well thought out response that totally answered all questions, that will be Terrence. I don't think I can be friends with you anymore. Yeah, yeah no, la, no. La. I mean, definitely, I think the presentation of the argument was was not great la. and uh, yeah. I, but i think you know in the spirit of what we're we're doing is is to have a debate about it that that's why i say it's a very yeah. existential thing right it really comes down to the core of what mm. what identity is about being a singaporean and like like i mentioned we will argue about we can argue for almost an hour about it but are we any closer to to solving the issue la, right probably not la, right yeah and that's why yeah. I say it's one of those one of those topics that is like, wow, we can go all day alone. Uh, yeah. And wonder you said is existential is a uh, existential question, lah. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to is. you, it like it determines what defines Singapore. Yeah, yeah, it is a very important question. But yeah, maybe yeah. people who I have mean, been listening to this and you feel very spirited or you really want to jump to the debate, please do. Because I mean, I think we're we're dying to like declare a, a, a winner of this Royal Rumble here. No, 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 no. <laughs> Terence, Terence. <laughs> Again, we don't need a winner. Okay, we yeah, just need to yes. think of the best thing for Singapore. The best thing. It might be Singapore. a combination of both. It might be a combination mm, mm. of both. It might be uh because again, Everyone it, take, it, you must it, take O levels. Take every. You must take eight <laughs> subjects. Then you can pass and become Singaporean. Uh. That makes sense. Okay, stop stop being an old old uncle, lah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like language is important. Multiculturalism, multilingualism, multi uh, multi language speaking ability is important. But also must must remember lah that just because you speak English doesn't mean you have to give up your other languages lah. So right. yeah, yeah, that's a, I think it's a healthy way to to conclude <laughs> the discussion, right? 
Uh, <laughs> also, this will be a fun, fun podcast to watch the... Yeah, the other topic. Now, no, it'd be fun, it'd be fun <laughs> for people to watch the video of this, lah, because I think just now we were legit angry. Lah. <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't angry. I was just very, like, I was just trying to like, yeah, that's, that's really your face. Through the argument. That's why this is my, 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 if no, no, you no, can't no, see no. on a podcast, my face, I'm like, my, I'm giving those like really <laughs> slit eyes, like really trying to examine. No, you have this one look where you're, the sides of your lips pursed together mm. right? and I know you're angry. <laughs> I've seen that face mm. many, many times. <laughs> <laughs> not on a podcast outside mm. a podcast I know that face no no, no no but honestly I, 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 I wasn't coming from anger I was just coming from uh, yeah like but the, what what is I was just trying to pass through the argument like, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah maybe it's also my, my my furiously thinking face that also sometimes looks like angry face or so yeah. yeah yeah but then but now yeah. the second topic like feels so like okay lah whatever lah nah, really <laughs> no I thought it was also quite a uh, uh, existential problem. Maybe not for us because we're, we're men, but maybe yeah, for, for yeah. women it's a bigger thing. Uh, but mm. yeah, please, please, just let's jump right into it because we're already almost an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> almost an hour in talking about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so the, the news was that uh, FIFA has unveiled a, a global fan ambassador uh, five months before their Women's World Cup and the ambassador is none other than Brazilian supermodel Adriana Lima. Mm. Ex Victoria's Secret model, right? Ex Victoria's Secret model, yeah. So, so I mean, that was announced and it's gotten a lot of backlash online, primarily from the former leader of the soccer body's task force for the women's game. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and her name is Maya Maya Dodd. Yeah. Um, and she's Moya Dodd. Um, she was part of the co-hosting big campaign for Australia and New Zealand, which is Australia, which is where she's from. She's got a lot of followers online. So, mm. so just to clarify, when I said like this topic is okay, law, I wasn't trivializing women <laughs> issues or or anything like that. <laughs> Can she speak English? Can she speak English? That's the most important thing. Because the moment you said, "Huh, not important," what? Maybe not to us, to 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 women. Then I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck the parents." <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, it feels like the repercussions of this in the short term. Mm. Uh, and yeah, okay. So so yeah, I will I will I will keep it at that lah. But mm, yeah, mm, this was our second topic. So, um, so if I if, and I was just trying to understand it like right when I was reading it, but basically mm. the backlash is about uh the fact that a Victoria's Secret model, uh who is not necessarily affiliated with football very closely or anything, has become mm. a global ambassador for the women's World Cup, which is probably I mean football is one of the biggest uh women's sports right now like, right in the around the world, yeah. um so for you know, uh, uh, you know, a very famous Instagram, famous uh, model, Victoria's Secret model, to become the ambassador for what is a very, uh, very competitive, very physical, very energizing uh, game of of football. Uh, they feel that that's in- inappropriate, la. or at least not not mm. say inappropriate, but it's tone deaf. It's like what's the yeah. what's the general message of that we're trying to you know bring out to young young uh, boys and girls around the world about what women's football is about, right? Yeah. So so to clarify, I think she's a, a global fan ambassador, not specific mm. to the World Cup. Um, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it's just, I mean, part of, it will be part of the World Cup because as a fan engagement ambassador, you want her to, to engage people. Mm. So, 
So of course, just the disclaimer that we are two dudes talking about this. Yes. Um. Yes. But at the same time, when when there was a backlash, I also was trying to understand it. Um. I think mm. what I get from the Moya dot is that, um. I mean, she's also been very vocal about the World Cup in um Qatar, and she called out FIFA's um attempt at telling you know players who are LGBTQ uh to go to Saudi Arabia and mm. and because it's almost like uh she felt it was very uh, it was to send them to a jurisdiction where they are regarded as criminals. So, so uh, FIFA apparently asked mm. LGBTQ players and fans to visit Saudi Arabia and she thought that was like a slap mm. in the face. La. So she is very mm. vocal about um, issues such as this. La. So I gather from what this article saying is that yeah, Adriana Lima has nothing to do with football. Why is she mm. a global fan ambassador? Mm-hmm. Right? Is that, is that what you took away also? That's what I took away. Because yeah, I'm trying to understand is it because she has, she has nothing to do with football as it is, or is it because she's a model, or, or what is it about it that 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 dot is so upset about? What do, what do you think she's upset about? I mean, based on her Twitter replies to other things posted on Twitter, like someone posted, uh, uh shared a screenshot of Adriana Lima's profile, which I mean shows her in a swimsuit, um, as a as a cover photo, and on the her Twitter bio it says. Uh, entrepreneur in New York, Miami, Bahia, joined November. Mm. She has, yeah, so, so it just felt like, um, yeah, because she has nothing to do with football. But then at the same time, I was thinking like, if it's meant for fan engagement ambassador, where mm. I would imagine part of the scope is to bring in people to watch FIFA or who might not have watched FIFA uh, otherwise. Mm. Yeah, so maybe that's the issue because mm. it would, I, I do, okay, I don't know how generally women feel about Adriana Lima, but to guys who grew up watching Victoria's Secret, uh, uh, was like, oh shit, she's 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 gorgeous, like, you know, she's a supermodel. Mm. So maybe that was what she was getting at. Are you talking to the guys or are you talking to the women? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think she is the first ever FIFA global fan ambassador. So. Um, mm. I guess yeah. If it's about reaching out to fans and all, you do want someone who is is really really, you know, recognizable and well known, like right. But I guess the question is, could they have found anyone else that, uh, especially a, a you say, a female football player, uh, someone who has, who has much closer ties to the game itself, like right? Could they have found someone mm. else to be the ambassador? Don't obviously not not probably you don't want to find a guy, like right? Because I think that that sense yeah. Of, the wrong signals about uh, women's football as well. But let's say if you're talking about really about women, what, aren't, aren't there other women who have done more amazing things, whether it's to do with football or even outside of the realm of football? Let's say, uh, you know, uh, uh, a really, really uh, revered char- character, let's say uh, Michelle Obama or something. Could she mm. have been the FIFA global fan ambassador, uh, if anything, right? Mm, so mm, so I, mm. I guess maybe that's where, because I try to pass through, well, what is it about Adriana Lima that is uh tone deaf like so to speak. Like like what you said, she's very well known. And she's also entrepreneur, like, right, herself. Yeah. Um so a successful a successful female entrepreneur. So why is it that that they would get so heated about uh her being a global fan ambassador? Like? Yeah. Actually, and she's from the, Brazil, yeah. you know, she's from Brazilian as well. So, you know, football football is a very big part of their culture as well, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, but Terence, just because she's a big part of the culture, does it mean she's Brazilian if she does not like football? Terence. 
<laughs> I don't know. Let's put her. Does she speak Portuguese? <laughs> Let's make her. That's more important, right? No. Uh, okay. So I think the more we talk about it, and like I looked at Moya Dot's Twitter uh, profile, she took another screenshot about certain things that Adriana Lima has allegedly said in the past. Like she denounces abortion. Um, she like you know like the being part of Victoria's Secret when they were focused a lot on a certain kind of look. Her, her body was also she had to like you know just drink protein shakes and fast and no liquids and and just mm. an unhealthy unsustainable diet so mm. the more we talk about it the more I read it I'm like oh actually yeah the message here I guess okay so let's say if it was a flip if it was say uh, uh, field hockey like, because hockey is nowhere the, the state of uh, soccer in terms of popularity if they were to get an ambassador mm. or a dude like um, like who you say uh, like, who would be an equivalent of, like, some supermodel dude? Who's a supermodel dude? Uh, supermodel dude. I don't know. Okay, That's actually, I think using the guy, the guy comparison, yeah. not good. But I, I, I can, like, what you say, like, maybe there's a, there's a bigger champion of women's rights or women's entrepreneurship or women's um, uh, uh, abilities than, than someone uh, that is more universally lauded for that specifically. Um, mm, Adriana mm. Lima, of course, she conquered the the modeling world. But there are more recognizable champions of women's issues. Um, yeah. I guess yeah. I guess she's... I mean, you can say Adriana Lima is famous for being a Victoria's Secret model, right? Yeah. That, that's, that's what she was known the most for in the past. I'm sure now, you know, she's moved on to other ventures and then, yeah, she has... probably has uh, much closer ties to FIFA and all. But for if you're really talking about engaging a casual fan, if you tell them about Adrian, Adriana Lima, they're not going to be talking about football. They're going to be talking about, uh, you know, her time as a Victoria's Secret model on the runway and everything, right? Mm. So maybe that's where, yeah, you, you, you know, I, I, I don't blame Todd, Dot for, for, for saying that it's a bit tone deaf, right? In the sense that there are so many other, uh, female sporting icons that can be ambassadors for the game that would inspire the same amount or even more, uh, more engagement from fans, uh, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, why, why aren't those? Why weren't those people uh, put forth and selected? But then the flip side is, do they want to be that global fan ambassador for the game, uh, right? Because mm. uh, you know FIFA has also has a uh, the reputation of FIFA, especially in this recent World Cup and watching. Infantino, the president of FIFA himself, the way he conducts himself in at the press conference prior to the World Cup, you know, uh, yeah, makes gives pause about whether maybe people think about whether, do they want to be associated with FIFA and that that closely, lah. Yeah. So this why, I mean, yeah, I I think this one actually, the more we talk about it, the more interesting it is because it is, oh, got so many things. Like one thing you said, the association of FIFA and then Adriana Lima's role and. Like what I said earlier, also it feels like it's a it's a committee of dudes who may have uh thought about this, uh mm. given, mm. but also not don't want to trivialize what Adriana Lima uh achieved la. So yeah. okay, but at the end of the day, I don't know, sir. Uh, I don't know. I guess this was announced when like not too long ago, right? Mm. Uh, I think so. So oh yeah, March like last night, I think on Monday. Oh, it was on day, Monday. Yeah, yeah, it was on Monday. So. So interesting, like, interesting. I haven't seen too much chatter about this aside from a few very vocal people. But mm. yeah, we'll see. So if it was up to you, who would be the ideal uh, FIFA Global Ambassador 
fan for, global fan ambassador. Like women, a women ambassador, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, I would say who? Uh, uh like a uh, fuck. Uh, you got anyone in mind? The, uh, not not anyone particular, but I think maybe they could take a, a page from the world of tennis. I think tennis has a lot of uh, female, uh, you know, female sporting icons, uh, female sporting greats, whether it's mm. the Serena Williams or even more in more recent times, Naomi Osaka or what. You know, I think they, they can help to pull in a, a very uh, different audience. And also, I think has it, tennis has get is a them to be Get them to be the FIFA ambassador. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Because, I mean, like Serena Williams is retired now, right? But she's she's been recognized as one of the greatest tennis players ever. Uh, not even female tennis players, but just greatest tennis players ever. So having done what she did for her sport to to help shine light on uh, another you know another sport, another sport that that is also played by a lot of uh, young girls around the world. Yeah, I, I don't see why not lah. You know, I think if I had to choose now, like, I would say someone like Michelle Yeoh. You know, now she's like super <laughs> champion of the world. What does she? What does she have to do with football? But she has broken through multiple glass ceilings, Terence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though I wasn't the biggest fan of her Golden Globes, uh, telling the piano Feature. pianist to quieten down. But I mean, yeah, can't yeah, yeah. deny that this is the year of Michelle Yeoh, man. Mm. She just possible, won the, S- the SAG award. So, yeah. so yeah, maybe. There's maybe. no. Yeah, I think there's no. There's no perfect answer. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think we. Interesting to hear what women actually think about it. Yeah, man. Exactly. Yeah. So, cool. Cool, cool. Okay. Cool. So, uh, shall we jump onto the one show thing? I want to one show comment first. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, uh, do you have your one show comment already? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Pull mine out. Yeah. So, it was a uh, um, book and cook who posted mm. uh, on our last um, podcast about the recycling fiasco, and mm. they pulled up a thread uh, from the past uh, that had an extensive discussion on it, and it was a thread in the journey to zero waste life in Singapore, um, and I think it was a twenty twenty. So yeah, mm. so it was just a. Uh, like is the discussion as has been ongoing la. Mm. so I thought hey actually uh, that's a good resource I don't know how that person pulled it up so quickly or like whether they they bookmarked it or something but mm. yeah thanks for that thanks for Are that you, you're uh, talking about the entire exchange uh, in response to our podcast about the shoe recycling fiasco no right? so someone posted a thread on a Facebook page from a few years ago that was relevant mm. to what we were discussing about the okay, okay. recycling in condo versus HDB. Yeah, yeah. No, because yeah. I, I was just about to say that um, there's some quite interesting thoughts about it from uh, our Reddit, our Reddit as well, from Original Goat One and, and Book and Cook as well. Uh, mm. Talking about uh, the what would be a better way to recycle your old shoes, uh, right? And then mm. there's some interesting th- uh, debate and uh, some interesting thoughts going on in there. So mm. yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, if people listen to that podcast and want to talk a little bit more about it or, or find out what people are thinking about it, do check it out. Cool. Okay. And then yeah. the one show thing. Yes, I have my one show yeah. thing. 
Um, yeah. Recently, there was a TikTok user who caught uh, <laughs> who caught a middle-aged Singaporean uncle taking photos of her in her workout mm. attire in while she was taking an MRT, an MRT train. La. And uh, mm. I think the la- just the last day or so, that video that she did confronting the uncle and forcing him to delete his um, those photos that he took of her, that has gone viral. So she's there's I think there's some articles written about her, but but also she has also that that video itself has over a million views already I think. Mm. Um, but aside from that, after that she did a response video, um, a response video responding to people who are saying that oh the uncle didn't do anything wrong right he wasn't taking upskirt photos of you he was just taking photos of you, uh, in the MRT, uh, in the public space and all right. Mm. And she did a response <laughs> video to that. Which is um pretty funny because she she basically you know spoke in a in a what I, I consider very Singaporean accent right mm. uh in in response to all that and then I went to look her up I think her name is uh her name is her username on on Twitter is Daisa Maze uh D A I uh Z A M A Z Z E um and she's got over seventy thousand followers already but. But uh, yeah, she actually does a very quite funny videos about about um, things in Singapore, Singapore accent, and then coming from a, I don't know whether she's local, or she's expat or what, but she's Caucasian, yeah. But uh, she talks about her experience in Singapore. She she makes a lot of funny videos about things like she reviews all the different kaya toast across Yakun, Fun Toast, and Toast Box, mm. and um, and she talks about how she she makes satirical videos about how. She, how she spends her parents' money uh, in Singapore, like, where everything is crazy expensive and all. How so you spell it's, her? It's actually pretty funny. How you spell D-A, her? D-A... Yeah, D-A-I... Z-A-M-A-Z-Z-E. Yeah. Maze. So yeah, actually, I went because of the the Rage Bait article that was posted. But uh, I I stayed around to watch some of the other videos because it's pretty funny. There, she she makes pretty funny videos about uh Singlish and all as well. Mm, mm. Yeah. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I saw. I didn't know she made a response video because I saw some articles yeah, saying yeah. mixed mixed reactions to Uncle taking photos. I'm like, huh? How is it mixed? Like, guy fucking um, took photos of of yeah, yeah. But it was quite funny because the uncle was. If you watch the video, the uncle yeah, was claiming saw- that. Yeah, he was trying to make a phone call and he didn't know how to use his phone properly. But then you yeah, look, he's then, then after that, when he's like, when he had to delete the videos, he was like swiping through so many yeah. like, vid- uh, photos of her that he took, like, you know? So it's definitely not accidental. Uh. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yes, cool. and what um, is your one shot thing? Yeah. My one shot thing, I thought was going to be like your one shot thing, but it isn't. So it is the episode of South Park. Which you told me about yesterday. Mm, yes. Um, that was released, I think maybe a few, maybe like a week and a half ago. It was mm, mm. called uh, The World Privacy Tour. <laughs> that was mm. the name of the episode. And it basically is a dig at Meghan, Markle and Harry. Um, mm. The story is about the like this Canadian prince and his wife who just want to get away and want privacy. Um, but if you watch, if you've been hearing anything about Meghan Markle, you watch it, it is so explicitly them without being explicit. Um, and I know, I don't, I don't know whether it's gotten any backlash so far. I've seen people just saying that, oh, it's exactly what people are feeling. Um, 
I heard rumors that Meghan Markle and Harry uh, want to sue South Park, but I don't think that's mm. true. But mm. the episode is hilarious, lah. Yeah. Um, it's fucking hilarious. Have you watched the whole thing yet? No, I've, I've only watched half of it. Yeah. Yeah, you can watch it for for free uh, on the South Park website. So it's an official thing. It's not not like some bootleg or something. And I just like how South Park just does a great job cramming into 20 plus minutes a full story that, you know, mm. has characters and all and just makes so much fun of it. Like, holy shit, man. I forgot how great South Park is. Yeah. even There's even a whole thread about how to manage your, your brand image, right? That's, yeah, exactly. It's exactly. A, a big thread, the story. And, and, you know, they talk about the about how Harry and Meghan uh, basically always you know, paint themselves as victims in, in every scenario. Yeah, like. That's why... That's so why the whole thing is just, it is, it's funny, but at the same time, it's very, it feels like, it felt like Mar- Harry and Meghan were beyond parody because, you know, the things they were doing, but some part really did a, a good job, like parodying everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't I don't think it's mean or anything because the way they did it was quite skillful. Like, you can totally know what they're talking about. But yeah, it's just, it's great. Like, it's great. It's yeah. fucking great. I loved it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. But cool. Plus one. All right. Plus one for this, a... for this one shock thing. Yeah. Plus one. Yeah, you got to finish it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thanks cool. for listening, everybody. Please let us know your yeah. comments um, and, and talk to you all soon.